Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I was reading uh, tweets by at the food professor, Sylvain Charlebois, the director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Laboratory and professor at Dalhousie University. And Professor Charlebois, who's a frequent guest on this program, he's going to join us right now, tweeted that food inflation rate may reach 9 or 10% by midsummer or sooner. So, Van, thank you for coming on the program. That really gets your attention, 9 to 10% increase by midsummer, if not sooner. What's the context here? Well, it's... Uh, it's um equally complicated as it is uh, predictable, I guess. Uh, there are many factors. It's, it's a bit of a perfect storm going on. Uh, we started this uh, inflationary cycle uh, with uh, a COVID hangover. Supply chains uh, are still uh, not operating uh, quite well. And although uh, delays have actually uh, shortened in March, so things are, are getting better but it's very slow uh, we're into i was just at a trade show in montreal uh this week uh, talking to many 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 food companies and uh we believe that we're going to be seeing some sort of normalcy across supply chains by mid 2023 so so another year, a year so we plus have to be patient another that's right plus. so what it means to what it means to all of us is that when you move things around on on land and on sea, it's going to cost more. So it's, it will remain a factor, uh, and it will push prices higher. The other, of course, the other factor, and you've been talking about it in, on your program, it's Ukraine. Input costs are are increasing. So that's everything is all happening at the same time, and uh, and so for a nine to ten percent for everyone listening, what it means is it means that everyone you, every time you go to the grocery store, you will notice, like visually notice, higher prices. I I, I went to the store the other day, and I I looked sometimes I looked two or three times to make sure that I was looking at the correct label for the food that I picked up because of the increase in price over what it normally would be. <laughs> I actually looked at it. Yeah. Do, I have the, do I have the right product and the right label here? And sure enough. Yeah, so there's... And of course, the, thing, the things that people don't see uh, are tensions within the supply chain between companies trying to negotiate new prices. We saw that with Frito-Lay and Loblaws a few weeks ago. Did you um, did you check uh, the price of uh, a Lay's bag of chips of late? Because they're back in law at Loblaw. Did you did you actually look at the price? I haven't bought a bag of chips for a while, but why don't you tell us? So yeah, for your listeners who are fans of of, uh, of PepsiCo products and Frito products, they probably would have noticed uh, a massive increase at Loblaws. Uh, it's over four bucks uh, for a bag, which is really which is a lot. And so I, I think they've settled their feud, but we're, I was expecting two things, either to see more shrinkflation, so reducing quantity and maintaining prices, or increasing prices. So, that's, so we're getting the answer to that question. And uh, we are expecting what I heard this week in Montreal, a lot of stop sales are going on, a lot of tension is in the supply chain. But at some point, uh, grocers will settle and will carry products at a higher price. So, and that's going to last a long time, and it's going to hit us 
over and over again over the next little while. So how much more should we budget on a percentage basis for our monthly food? If we were paying X number of dollars, and that family of four, whatever their X number of dollars may have been, on a percentage basis, as you look ahead for the next year plus, how much more should this family be budgeting? So uh, four months ago, we released Canada's food price report uh, with the University of Guelph, University of Saskatchewan, and, and UBC. And we were predicting a food inflation rate of about 7% by year's end. Uh, we did uh, send out a, uh, we sent a statement out about two months ago saying that because of the conflict in Ukraine, we may actually exceed the 7%. And that's probably what's going to happen. At 7%, for a family of four, it's a thousand bucks more that you need to put aside to pay for the same food you would have bought last year. So a thousand bucks. A thousand so bucks a year for the year. Yeah, for the year. For the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the year, uh, and that's just retail, not restaurants. Okay. Restaurants is another uh, kettle of fish. Uh, with retail. With what's going on right now, you may add an extra two, three hundred dollars to the thousand dollars for a family of four. So, in a nutshell, basically, uh, as a family with interest rates going up uh, and your shelter costs are likely going to go up, you may want to consider reconsider your trip to Cancun, uh, those couple of meals at a restaurant, uh, that new automobiles. Those are the things that we're expecting in the economy. People will be purchasing, uh, will be participating in the economy in a very different way. Okay, so if, let's take that $1,000 increase for the price of food for the year. So to have that $1,000 available to you, you're going to have to earn, keep in mind that your income is taxed, you're going to have to earn what sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars, maybe more, in order to have that thousand dollars, because the government's skimming that's off right. the top too. Oh, that's right. So, so the thousand dollars may not seem like a whole lot, but I can tell you, for many, many families, it is a lot. It's a lot of work to get to that thousand bucks, as you just alluded to. And of course, uh, it's a thousand dollars dollars you could have used to do something else with. Uh, it's just the same thing you bought last year. You just have to pay more, a thousand bucks. So it sure. is, it is impacting. Again, I, I think I've told you many times on your show. Food, there's nothing wrong with food inflation, but the sweet spot for food inflation, in order to see our economy grow and people cope with higher prices, is anywhere between 1.5 to 2.5 percent. Mm-hmm. We're way, way above that. We're at. We learned this week from StatsCan, in March we were at 8.7% for store prices, 8.7%. That is a lot for many, many families to absorb. And the consumer and the taxpayer are the same person. That's right. So and and, and, I, and I and I do get why um, a lot of people are criticizing the government for spending a lot. Um, I you know it, it depends where you're coming from I guess in, in the political spectrum. But at the end of the day, uh, I do believe that uh, we we have a government that doesn't necessarily appreciate 
the value of agriculture and agri-food all that much. Uh, if it does, it will look at it through very, very, very urban lens. And uh, to we need an efficient agriculture. We need an efficient agriculture sector. And so entrepreneurs, I mean, this week, Roy, I got to tell you, I met a lot of entrepreneurs looking at you know, uh, creating a new product, marketing a new product. Uh, they need support from farmers. Lots of great ideas out there. Zero support. They're out there in the middle of nowhere with no support. Those are the things we need to do in order to make our food more affordable and of great quality. Yeah, but you can get a $5,000 subsidy on your EV. 5000 yes. You can do a on lot your, of On your $80,000 EV. Yeah, that's right. They'll, they'll subsidize that. Yeah. But our food prices... There's different programs out there, but marketing a food product is never easy. You're, no. You have to deal with major grocers. You have listing fees. No, uh, they negotiate very tightly. I mean, it's the whole value chain that you have to think about, right? Well, you told us a couple of weeks ago, after the federal budget was released, that there was nothing in there that was concentrated on the agri-sector. There was, there was a bit here and a bit there and a bit on page 282 and a bit on page 304 and all over the place, but there wasn't any concentration that leads you to believe that this federal government has any sense of the significance and the importance of the agri-sector. I think they see the agri-sector as being problematic to climate as opposed to feeding people. That's right. That's exactly right. I, well said. I mean, that I, I wouldn't have said it Otherwise, that's exactly so. There, the Trudeau government looks at agriculture as a problem to be fixed, whereas many people uh, would see agriculture as a solution, especially when it comes to the global food security crisis we're all facing right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in Canada don't feel um, attached or feel impacted in some way by what's going on in Europe, in the Middle East, Northeast Africa. But it's going to impact us eventually, uh, much more so than now. And so that's why all eyes are on Canada, the U.S., to produce more food over the next little while. We, we're very lucky to be in North America. It's a very peaceful continent compared to what we're seeing around the world. Uh, we should take advantage of producing more. And I've argued this week in Montreal that we need a food autonomy strategy in Canada. Quebec has one, and I think I think it merits some attention across the country. I agree. Basically, so then, producing food for ourselves as we build our economy by exporting more. So uh, we only have about uh, four minutes here, Sylvain, a lot to cover. Let's talk about the price increase that's happened with dairy, and I'm looking, uh, and I, I read your Twitter, um, your, your tweets. Butter prices over the last uh, 12 months, cheese prices gone up dramatically, 4.1% in one month. And then there's a rise of, of the price of pasta and bakery products. Put that together for us, please. Yes. So, again, back in December, we were predicting this with Canada's food price report. We were expecting grain-based products to go up, like bakery and dairy as well, for two different reasons. Uh, with bakery... And this is exactly what we're seeing right now. Uh, Grain-based products are going up, pasta, uh, cereals, bakery, uh, bread. Um, Now, these categories have been non-stories for quite a few years, so uh, they're increasing 15 17% right now. And that's really just shocking a few people. They're just surprised. 
the dairy part, again, not surprised. Maybe people are surprised, but I'm not surprised because the Cane Dairy Commission decided last fall to increase uh, farm grade prices by 8.4%. was totally ex- expected to see butter prices go up. But like in Ontario, for example, year to year, butter is up 20%. That is a lot. That and butter in Canada is already quite expensive. Yeah. So, so you wrote a column as well. Um, I think it ran in the Sun Papers. Has COVID really changed the food industry? Has it? Actually, that's, that was the topic of my talk in Montreal this week. Uh, I, I, it has. It has adapted. I mean, the food industry has been quite resilient. I, I've been surprised and impressed by the food industry of the last few years with COVID. Uh, it's amazing what we've seen. Uh, keeping Canadians food secure, we still have a lot of food on shelves and things like that. Uh, but the consumer, all of us, we're, we are changing. I mean, we're, staying, we're working more at home. We're ordering more online. We're not going as much uh, as often at the restaurant. We've bought more pets. We've adopted more pets. Did you know, Roy, 26% of Canadians have actually adopted a pet for the first time in the last couple of years. Say that number again. What was that number? 26.1% of Canadians have adopted a pet for the first time uh, since the start of COVID, and half of them are either cats or dogs. Well, it'll Incredible. make them better. It'll make them better people. Yes, but it also, from a protein perspective, it does change. It, oh, it changes things because a pet owner will actually see a steak very differently. I'm not saying that they will become vegans, but they will consider, they will have other considerations like uh, animal welfare and things like that. So a lot of things are changing in our lives for sure, and the industry is adapting quite well. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 